Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And I was thinking, I was um, watching the NXT from Tuesday night. Today is Wednesday morning. And it got me thinking, not about NXT, but on Hell in a Cell. And I was kind of going d- down the card for Hell in a Cell in my head and wondering we've got two ma- matches announced for the actual Cell. Both are men's matches. Both are for the championship. Then we've got three other matches announced. Shockingly, all three are women's matches. None in the cell, as of yet. And I'm like, why? And I know a lot of you are like, wait a minute. Where are you going, Sam? We've listened to your podcast forever. And you have always been standing up for women and women's rights and all of that. So you don't like three matches. Yeah, I do. I, I love three matches. <clears throat> as long as they're going to be three good matches. Um, but it always makes me raise my eyebrows and think, three out of five, I know they're going to announce at least one more. Probably two. But I wonder... If that has anything to do with Mickey James having an all-women's pay-per-view card. And some of the women that are rumored that are going to be able to be there. I wonder if it has something to do with the question that Triple H was asked in the press conference last week leading up to NXT's takeover in your house about having a women's pay-per-view, having more matches, more women's storylines, but not only that, but giving them time. And instead of delegating five minutes to them or ten minutes per show, especially on Raw, not extending their time. Does it have something to do with that? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. But I do know what I expect 
come Sunday night. This is not a prediction show. If you tuned in for a prediction show, I will be putting that out on Saturday. Even though Raw's already happened, yes, I watched it, but um, SmackDown hasn't happened. Yes, I'm hearing some things that may happen on SmackDown Friday night, but I don't know. And I'm not one of these that puts out a prediction episode on Monday or Tuesday, just so I can hope that you guys have four days to listen to it and you'll listen to it sometime. I found out that a lot of you go back and listen to it after it happens to see how right I was. And that's fine with me too. But the title of this episode, when you look in your podcast catcher, should be Match of the Night. And who I think is going to be the match of the night. It's going to be the two wrestlers that I mentioned last week. And there's not a doubt in my mind that they're going to put on a banger of a match. And we're going to be shocked. Or you're going to be shocked. I don't know that I am. I'm expecting it. And therefore, if I don't get it, you're going to hear me on here whining and griping and complaining and throwing a temper tantrum and everything else. And that is Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. And you're going, what? You're not picking Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio? Um, no. No, I'm not. Now, do I think Rey Mysterio being in the Hell in a Cell cage... Um, could be magical? Yes. It really could. If they would let him be creative, he was in there with another person that was creative, as athletic as he was, as, um, had a different vision, and that they had had a month-long, six-weeks-long storyline to build up to, could Ray Mysterio put together a magical match? Yes. Will it happen? No. It's Roman Reigns, guys. Do you remember Roman Reigns' uh, match with Jay in October and what I talked about? I mean, they didn't use the cell at all, hardly. Now, in the f- I know you are going, what? Okay, you have a cell for a reason. Number one, it's so people can't get out or get in. And you use the cell and anything contained in the cell. Guys, they did not use the cell after probably the first four minutes. They did not bang each other up against the cell. They did not throw each other off the cell. They did not do anything like that while they were in the cell. You can't tell me that you didn't want Roman Reigns to launch Jey Uso like he did Dominic Mysterio into the cell in October. Come on. Yes, you did. And then the door gets open. And, of course, Jimmy comes in. The referees come in. Adam Pearce comes in. Everybody and their brother comes in. It was awful. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Why is this in a cell? To keep people out. You want to make a bet? There will be people in there. I can almost bet you. 
Um, who do I think it was? You'll have to wait and watch the prediction show. You know, there are a lot of rumors swirling around that Rey Mysterio may not be the person in the cell with Roman Reigns. That he will end up magically getting hurt and Jimmy Uso will take on Roman Reigns this Sunday. That is the rumor that's going around. Do I think Bailey and Bianca can steal the show? Yes. Will they? No. No, um, I have gave up all hope for this storyline. Um, not because I do not believe in the two women. But something that was beat into my head and reminded me was this week's Off the Chops podcast. If you guys aren't listening to that, you need to. It is um, by Cassie and Jessica who are the real names of the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and this podcast is unbelievable. Not only are they bearing their souls, um, this week they talk about body shaming, weight loss, but they're hilarious. Um, sometimes they mean to be, sometimes they don't, but... Um, they talked about the very first part of the show about how they they had gotten or been fired by the WWE. And they talked about how they felt people writing on social media or talking on podcasts like I do about time and how much time they were given and all of that. And they said... They found it really hard when when they first came into the main roster that people were banging on them on social media saying, hey, you guys can't wrestle, you don't know what you're doing, you can't put a match together. And, you know, Cassie was really open and said, you know what, it's really hard when you are told that you're going to get five minutes and... As you get ready to walk out, they tell you your match has now been cut to a minute and a half. The people you're going against are going to win, and you have to shine them up the whole entire time. And she said, you're not going to see me do what I can do. Because creatively, they have handcuffed my hands. They, by the storyline by the the amount of time they've given me there there is no story there there is no match going to happen in a minute and a half now Bailey and Bianca are going to get way longer than a minute and a half but their storyline up until this point has really been garbage they're doing the best they can with it i mean i can't say enough about the range that Bailey has shown. If you watch her stuff, her fans have been going absolutely insane the last two weeks. She's got awesome fans as far as it, you know, it's her birthday this week and they have been putting up videos of her matches, of her promos and everything. If you watch any of that and you see the promos, what she did last summer. 
being the evil, menacing heel. I mean, she was ruthless. Some of the things she said and acted and oh, the cuts she had on um, Michael Cole were absolutely hilarious. Well, then some of the fans, of course, liked her more snarky, obnoxious kind of heel that she kind of turned into after she lost the belt. Talking about the lead-up going to Survivor Series. And then how she is in this Bianca storyline with her laugh and, and creating that type of character. She has shown a tremendous amount of range. I think Bianca has grown more on the mic. She's starting to get comfortable on the main roster. You can see that. And I just hope she carries that in to, to Hell in a Cell with her. Will they steal the show? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on what I think is going to happen. But anyway, I know Alexa and Shayna Baszler were asked or added to the card on Monday night. I don't know what I think about that. Uh, could it still show? Well, yeah, because they could do some kind of special effects thing or something like that. They could unhand cap, uh, cuff these two ladies and they could put on the match of the night. I don't know. But I do expect it from Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And I know a lot of you are going, why? Well, number one, I wish the storyline that they were telling would have been the storyline that WWE would have used for four months with Sasha versus Bianca from January to April. And Sasha being Charlotte with the belt telling Bianca, you're a rookie. You don't know what you're doing. And when they put them in tag teams, acting like Charlotte. Telling her, get in there, do this, do that, like Charlotte did uh, last week to Rhea when they tag team together. And Rhea biting her lip. And because Charlotte tagged her in, she's got to get in the match. But she doesn't want to do what she says. And you see in that pyre struggle, I think that would have been really great with Bianca for four months. Because we only got it with Rhea per week. But they've done an excellent job throwing this story together. Of course, they had a pass together. They had it last year, and they told an excellent story last year leading up to WrestleMania 36. Of course, everybody knows Rhea should have won that match. Uh, it was scheduled for Rhea to win that match until the Raw white writer said, oh, no, 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 no. And I can't believe that. I hate it. Charlotte, I'm sure, didn't have anything to do with it. I know that it caused Rhea, she has said, to lose some confidence in where she was going, what was her place going to be, um, was she good enough, when was she going to get called up to the main roster, is she going to come up to the main roster, and I think we've finally seen her settle down, probably in the last month, I was really down on her uh, going into WrestleMania, but looking back, she handled it really well, 
she's 25 years old. She didn't grow up here. Um, I think everybody knows she was from Australia. She has traveled all over trying to make her dreams come true. And it had to be a hard spot being pulled up to the main roster, being told to sit, watching the vignettes that she taped play and everybody going, where's she at? When is she coming? I've seen this vignette now three times. Is she coming? Or are they lying to us? Is this a, um, an Emma thing? It's Neil Dashwood, for those of you who watch Impact. Um, so, I was really frustrated that they didn't turn her loose. And then they do turn her loose. She immediately challenges Asuka. Everybody's rooting for that. Because she is supposed to be cocky, confident, brash. That fit her personality coming from NXT. She's ramroading, going to be the brawler against Asuka going into WrestleMania. And now with Charlotte, she's still kind of playing the heel. She's still very confident. She's very cocky, very brash. But she's standing on the other, the babyface side of Charlotte. Because I don't know. I know a lot of you are going to write me and say Sasha Banks. That's great. I agree. She is a heel. It's She's just perfect as a heel. Um, I, I don't know whether that fits her personality or... She just likes playing maybe an alter ego because I'm sure she's a sweetheart in person. But, yes, she is a heel. So don't write me and tell me she is. But I don't know that anybody in WWE plays a better heel than Charlotte. I think she was born to do that. I think she is comfortable, finally, with people booing her, um, saying things about her. I think that you could write probably the meanest thing ever on any social media platform, and I don't think she would show it. I think that it may get to her. She may not like it. Uh, it may even sting still. But I think she's learned to handle it through experience, and I think that has made her an even better heel and a better wrestler because she's been able to open herself up and play that. And her being the opportunity now. Yes, I'm using finger quotes. But her being the opportunity now is perfect. Because that places her in a space. She doesn't necessarily have to have the belt. But she is the gatekeeper of WWE One Raw right now. You have to go through her to get to the belt. If you want to take on Rhea Ripley, she is standing there getting ready to take on Rhea Ripley, and she's not going to let you pass. And I think that is the perfect role for her. I think these two have chemistry, whether they like it or not. I think a little bit this week on Raw, they got kind of stiff with each other. Uh, I'm not real sure that Charlotte's nose was supposed to be bleeding. Uh, 
I'm, I'm really not sure on that. And I'm not really sure how she got to be bleeding. I don't know whether Rhea did that. I hope Rhea kind of did it. And not one of the referees. But the way they were shoving and pushing people around, I can see where Rhea may have thrown someone into Charlotte and busted her nose. I think, I hope that Charlotte does use that. She does think about that before she goes out and revs herself up. Because I kind of like it when they get stiff. I don't want them to hurt each other. I want them to be safe in the ring. I don't want them to botch something on purpose or anything like that. And I don't think these two women would. They're too professional to do that. But I think this is the match that steals the show. I think the story that they've told leading up to it in the amount of time, four weeks is basically what they've had, five weeks, something like that. It has been great. Like I said, especially liked how they turned up the heat last week with both of them holding their own against each other. Charlotte basically calling Rhea Ripley a rookie. Um, her being a youngster, uh, being inexperienced, and Charlotte doing a chop across her chest and saying, get in here. But Rhea doing the same thing back to her and not giving in and coming out, mouthing her during her matches and going back at them. I think these two really do have chemistry. I think it shows in the ring. If you guys listened to me last year in the lead up to WrestleMania 36, I absolutely loved when Rhea showed up on Raw last year, took on someone, I don't remember who it was, I think it was Nikki Cross, actually. It may have been Peyton Royce, but it was someone that she took on. Charlotte came out, stood on the stage, and Rhea Ripley threw her into the ring ropes, did the riptide, all of that, without taking her eyes off of Charlotte. She had this laser stare at Charlotte. That's the kind of storytelling these two women tell with each other. And I hope that TJ Wilson is the producer for this match and that they tell an excellent story in the ring of ups and downs and fighting back and how Charlotte is no old veteran by any stretch of the imagination. But she is a a little more experienced than Rhea. And I hope that she shows that. I hope she pulls out some new moves to teach the young dog some tricks. And I think we see her being put down by, you know, the young lion taking over and then Charlotte coming back. And I hope it is a story of ups and downs and of comebacks and them pushing and pulling each other 
in different directions and taking us on what is I hope is about a 20 to 25 minute long ride. And I do. I think this steals the match. Who do I think is going to win? Yeah, you're going to have to listen to the prediction episode on that. What do I think is going to happen? You're going to have to listen to the prediction episode. But I do think they take it to the limit. And if I'm them, I say put us on first. We want to be the first match. We want to walk out first. And since this is going to be the last pay-per-view of the pandemic era, this is the end of the pandemic era, this is the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome at England Center, um, we want to go out first. That way, when everybody watches it on Peacock and cannot fast-forward half the time, oh, I hate Peacock, but anyway... um, then they have to see our match first. Will they do that? No. We'll get some stupid match, I'm sure. But anyway, guys, I just want to stop in and talk to you guys. Um, I may do an episode later, I don't know when, on what I think is going to be the angle of the summer. And you're going to be like, what? I don't even know who you're talking about. Well, I think the angle of the summer is going on in the independence this summer. And I think it started, well, it actually started WrestleMania week with Nick Gage versus John Moxley when John Moxley showed up and surprised Nick Gage at a GCW event. And then Nick Gage surprised him. And then what we thought was John Moxley surprise Nick Gage on June 7th and it wasn't John Moxley because he was in Vegas waiting for the birth of his child congratulations John and Renee but it was Matt Cardona and I think Nick Gage Matt Cardona is going to be the summer's hottest angle up until their match in July and then I think John Moxley comes back, and I think we will get John Moxley versus Nick Gage the rest of the summer. And so I think the king of GCW wrestling is the hottest angle this summer. And if you guys are not following GCW wrestling, have not ever followed it, um don't know about it, you need to get up on it. Because like I said, I'm probably going to do an episode later this week on the hottest angle this summer. If I don't do it this week, it'll probably be next week. But anyway, I hope you guys look forward to that. And I will be talking to you guys soon. And I'll see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more. For your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more. (gasps) Bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. 
This Thanksgiving, spend some time with Clifford. Clifford! Clifford! We got a dog. I noticed. You can run to the number one family film in America. That's the big red dog. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Ready PGA. Now play. In theaters and streaming on Paramount Plus.